1: Trouble the drum, beat out old trouble on the drum, and kick all trouble out the door. Beat me and rhythm on the drum, beat me and rhythm on the drum, beat me and rhythm on the drum, and kick old trouble out the door, kick him out the door. Kick him
2: Welcome to Radical Australia. You like that radio voice? Welcome to Radio Radical Australia, Community Radio. 3CR, the world's greatest producer, Kelly Whitworth, is on the other side of the screen, just in case the spittle. How I know,
0: I'm so grateful for COVID
2: Yeah I know, before it was hit and was, it miss was it I used to have to
0: hold up my hands <laughs> look, look,
2: He's already laughing, our guest is already laughing when Well we introduced better him?
0: laughing than crying <laughs> Well he'll
2: be crying when I finish with him Now mm. I understand you have reached the pinnacles of podcasting You're actually casting pods full of seeds around the place
0: yeah, I'm pretty excited that um, in a few weeks' time, uh, the premiere of a, a little uh, radio series I've been producing for the last little while, Homeless in Hotels, um, will premiere <laughs> on 3CR. What's so funny? And, um, it
2: reminds me of the Bold and Beautiful. It's got potential it? to be a television series. <laughs> uh,
3: Homeless in Hotels. <laughs>
2: Alliteration.
0: Anyway, yeah. anyway um, yeah, it's about the people that went from, you know, life mm. on the street suddenly had to live their lives yep. in hotels during the pandemic yep. and yep. how they fared.
2: And how they mixed they mixed with me. Because I was living in a hotel and he smelled You've
0: somehow somehow spun this around to make it about you. No, no,
2: no. I'm just saying I have you ever lived in a hotel with the homeless?
0: I have not. Well, I have. Oh, right? You have. Okay. I have. That's
2: what I was trying to tell you. Oh, I've got. What
0: real do you want to say it's... about it? This is Nothing. supposed it was to be great. Nick's. This is Nick's time. he's <laughs> <in, laughs> Pinging on Nick, our wonderful guest. What's his name? Nick. Nick what? Well, why don't you tell everyone? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nicholas Prendergast. No, no, you got it <laughs> wrong. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, tell, us, tell us. Pendergrast. Uh, Pendergrast. I can't yeah. believe. It. At least it isn't a hyphen name. We get so many people with bloody hyphens because their parents can't make up their mind. <laughs>
3: Spell it. P-E-N-D-E-R-G-R-A-S-T.
2: Well, it makes sense. Pendergast. Yeah.
0: But you said Prender.
2: Pendergrast. Prendergast Prendergast is a more common one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the Australian, Australian version, I
0: assume. Anyway, it's a pretty unique yeah. surname. I don't ever hear it very often. There's no yeah.
2: such thing as something that's pretty unique. It's either unique or it isn't. Do <laughs> I, mean, I have to teach you everything? I thought you, you've just done a brilliant podcast and now you've stuffed it all up. <laughs> oh, now, I'm going to shut up now. Now, Nicholas... You tell me you know something about music. Is that correct?
3: A little bit. I mean, I listen to music. I yeah. don't play it. But you to I like it. music. You Most like, people like do, music. though. No, I don't. Oh, but okay. so, <laughs> who,
2: who was our uh, who's our um, singer introducing the program? An Australian icon. I'll uh, give you. I'll give you. I'll give you an. He in... was, was.
3: No, I, I'm not sure. I've definitely heard that <laughs> heard that song, but I don't know who the artist oh, is. Oh, that's uh,
2: <laughs> Margaret Road Knight. Okay. Nope. Interviewed. You never heard of her? <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: He asks the guests every week. I don't know why Kelly, he Kelly,
2: could, you, could, you, could you show him the door? <laughs> he doesn't know the icon of the 60s and 70s Margaret Road Night. No. The folk, Australian folk singer extraordinaire. She's Radical been a guest
0: on the show too. Oh, really? Yes. that's uh, why we play. I song. think
3: mine more eighties onwards. Kelly was talking about the punk scene in the eighties and stuff. Uh, so more, if it was about minor threat or something, I'd be, I'd be on Jade top of it. Jay doesn't know but who that is. is. <laughs> well, I don't want to know. I, I thought I thought maybe it was more
2: disco. I <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: did
1: now, you.
2: <laughs> now Nicholas, what's the name on your birth certificate?
3: Oh, that's a long story. The name of my birth certificate <laughs> is actually Kim Nicholas. Was it Nicholas? I think it was. Yeah, Kim Nicholas Pendergrass. Yeah,
2: Kim. Nicholas yes yeah What's going on here? What what, what did you throw away the Kim for? I like Kim. Yeah, It's easier to pronounce.
3: I I agree now. um, But, yeah, when I was about five years old, I guess my uh, views on gender weren't as evolved as hopefully they were now. But uh, I only knew uh, girls who were called Kim at the time. And so I got in my head that it was a girl's name and that that was a bad thing. Mm. Um, So, yeah, at about five or six years Mm. old, I I changed Mm. my name and tried to think of a new name and ended up just taking the middle name. Nicholas. That's very... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I can't believe this.
2: What's the first thing you remember when you were, you know, about being on planet Earth?
3: Oh, first thing I remember. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: It is uh, live radio, you know.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) I mean, the reason I'm giving you a hard time is because you're a radio jock too, so you should should be able to surf all this. Yeah, yeah.
3: I think I I could definitely remember things before this, but I do remember being probably about three or four mm. and my uh, my grandma had passed away and mm. we each... Got to buy something to kind of remember, mm. remind us of, of her, and I bought a little quokka being in Rottnest mm. in Perth, Western Australia, oh, where I was very from. Nice. Uh, it is kind of nice, but then my parents said maybe I should call it after her, and instead I called after a favourite cricket player, which was not so nice at the time. So, who was the favourite cricket player? Uh, Jeff Marsh. Oh, Jeffrey. Yeah, so the quokka was called Jeff. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's very nice. Why that's
0: did they like... think that wasn't nice?
3: Or that they were just saying maybe it would be nice if I named it after my Nana Betty, like yeah, I called the quad yeah. Quokka Betty or something yeah. like that. They were
2: trying to direct his life, and <laughs> even then, he was a bit of a rebel. He <laughs> said, No. Oh, listen so Where were you born, Nicholas? In Kalgoorlie, Western oh, Australia. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's yeah. good. And yeah. uh, are your parents still alive? Yep, yep. So they're listening to the program, possibly. Uh, the I po-
3: can t- text it to them if you Or you'd maybe like. the, the podcast. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no.
2: The thing is, they may listen to the podcast. So yep. tell me the, the good things about your
3: parents. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I think my parents were generally always quite. Uh, quite like supportive quite quite liberal in their attitudes Mm -hmm. um so it wasn't so much um like this is the way you should be but i guess more like trying to set a good a good example i think just like a (laughs) this is a kind of weird thing that comes to mind but um yeah i just remember being quite young and and my dad was actually saying he was walking along there just just saying on his walk home he was walking behind a younger woman Mm -hmm. and then he thought well maybe that's going to be a little bit kind of intimidate, like it was late at night or whatever, and then he switched to the other side of the mm. road. It was kind of a little things. So it was more like rather than like you should relate to people like this, more just kind of steering so, me in the right direction. So you had
2: there. a snag dad, a sensitive new age guy, you know, <laughs> in the 80s. So I,
3: how, how old are you? I'm 37.
2: 37. Yeah, it'll be about the 80s, you know. Yeah, sensitive. New yeah, born in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you took a while to answer that question. <laughs> I could see. Lucky this is lucky this is not televised I could see the confusion in your face when you're doing the maths. <laughs> a bit bit of a worry there.
3: So how long did you lasting? How
2: long were you in Kalgoorlie for?
3: Not long at all. So yeah, it kind of sounds our oh, rural and all that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, it was, it was my official birthplace, but I spent virtually no time there. So six months. Um, right. It was just my parents were working there at the time. What
2: what were they doing?
3: Um, My mum worked in Kalgoorlie Prison Mm -hmm. um, as a social worker um, and my dad worked in education, Indigenous education, education. and so, yeah, I, I'm not sure whose work. I imagine it was probably my mum's work, but it was for work anyway while they were there for a while. So, right. yeah, I do have Kalgoorlie as a birthplace, but well, have not been there much. That's very exotic. You won't get more yeah, exotic in yeah. <laughs> Australia. Maybe Broome, maybe yeah.
2: Derby, yeah. maybe Birdsville, but not many children are born in Birdsville. So...
0: Have you met anyone else from Kalgoorlie in the, Many years, in the years doing this show, Not go? this
2: show, but, you know, you're just a drop in the ocean as far as your age is concerned compared to mine. I'm a septogenarian I've been around a long time. I've known a lot of Kalgoorlie boys and girls, and they're not like Nicholas. I can assure you, he's prim, he's proper, he's nice, he's pleasant. You know, he comes from a snag background. Most of the Kalgoorlie boys I know, he'd be... Yeah,
3: about. well, it's, it sounds funny. You're born in Kargoorlie, but I spent basically all my life in the inner city in, yeah, in, in Perth. So it's like, yeah, it gives a, a, a wrong impression in terms of my upbringing. Say so I was born in Kargoorlie, but it yeah, is it is yeah. true.
2: I'm not saying anything negative about Kargoorlie people. Yeah. I love them.
3: Yeah. I love them. You know, and I was up there in the 70s. But mm-hmm. You don't want to hear about that, what we did.
2: Now, <laughs> you got any siblings?
3: Yeah, I got a brother and a sister, so I'm uh, the middle middle child. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got the middle child syndrome, have you? Yeah, yeah. Well, Not good it. enough? Is that? I, know, I don't it, think so. No no no, no,
2: no, no, no. Your parents didn't kind of pick a child that they loved, and the others they've pushed aside. No, I
3: don't think so. No, no. that's good. <laughs> that's
2: good to know. Not that I noticed. Not that you noticed. Now, <laughs> <laughs> when the wheel comes out, you may get a big surprise.
3: <laughs> but. uh Obviously, you went to primary school inner city Perth. That's right. Yeah, yeah. What primary school? It was called Kensington Primary School. So I grew up in Kensington, which is in the inner south of Perth. It's mm. it's a sort of an, a bit of an unknown suburb, but it, it's right next to South Perth, which is a lot of people more familiar with. For those who know Perth, anyway. Yeah, well, I don't know Perth.
2: Yeah, I don't think any of our listeners would know Perth.
3: No, no, I, no There's a lot of Perth people in Melbourne. Well, so I don't understand why will. they come
2: here because yeah. you
3: know this can be a bit dull and boring. Yeah. I have been to Perth, and I,
2: yeah, you've been to Perth, haven't you, Kelly?
0: I have. I loved it over there. Oh,
3: that's that's the... what everyone says, but it's like it's different living there, I yeah, guess. It's just yeah. nice yeah. to go if you want to go to the, the beach the or something. The air was clear,
0: yeah. the light was bright, and the beaches were beautiful. Yeah.
3: Was
2: this in the 19th century?
0: No, the late 1990s. <laughs> the late no, early 90, 2000s, early yeah.
2: 2000s, yeah. Early well, 2000s, yeah. Well, the only thing I remember about Perth. No, you don't want to know about that. <laughs> now, so what was primary school like?
3: What was it like? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say pretty... Pretty, pretty good, pretty easy. Like um, I, I was there the whole time in my primary school, and mm, yeah, kind of knew everyone, and mm, yeah, it was just yeah. I know some people had a tough time at primary school, particularly high school, but uh, definitely was not was not, not yeah, my experience. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're the right
2: skin color and the you know right family background, semi professional, professional. Yeah, you would yeah. have done very well in primary school. I did,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. yeah, yeah. Did,
2: yeah. did you excel at anything?
3: Um, I would say I was much more into sport than, uh, than academics. Although ha- having said that at an early age, I was really into like drawing and, and painting All like right, and, right. and writing really long stories and that kind of thing in earlier primary school. But definitely by the end of primary school, it was much more of a, a, a jockey kind of vibe of being super into sport. Oh, I was always into sport, but yeah, kind of good. stopped yeah. drawing and Nothing wrong <laughs> writing. with sport. Yeah. Nothing
2: <laughs> wrong with sport. No wonder called you called your quokka. Jeff Yeah, Lush. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can guys. understand.
3: <laughs> yeah. So was it cricket? Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty the typical one. Yeah, like yeah. my dad played cricket and footy, yeah. so I grew up playing cricket and footy. Yeah. Um mm. and then later on as I was um telling Kelly before I kind of went into different sports of of ice hockey, but um yeah, gr- growing up mm. it was uh cricket mm. and footy, yeah. So they actually got a ice,
2: ice hockey rink in uh Perth.
3: They, yeah, they've got uh three rinks in Perth, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cuz it's yeah. it's a
2: quite a my stepson played
3: horse, ice hockey here in Melbourne.
2: It's quite a brutal sport, isn't it? Yeah. yeah you don't, you don't yeah. look the brute to me. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you look pretty <laughs> slim and
1: what's happened?
3: <laughs> I mean, it's, all, it's more about, uh, yeah, it, 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 like strength can help, but it's more about uh, intelligence, I think, more in terms of not really? getting hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like
2: getting hurt, that's right. You duck <laughs> when you have to duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah about, knowing,
3: knowing the right places oh, to be and the right ways to move, yeah. So, were you a bowler,
2: a batter or an all-rounder?
3: Yeah, I, I had to go at everything, uh, yeah, wicket mm. kept and bowled and batted and yeah, I'd mm. say probably by the end I was probably more a um, bit of off-spin bowling and Ooh. yeah, a bit of batting, but yeah, yeah. Ah, off-spin yeah. bowling. Yeah, I, I did actually the- So I, did you
2: practice in the backyard?
3: I, well, I was, <laughs> I guess, moving on to high school, I was, yeah. in, the, I was in the cricket program at, at my high school. So whoa, I, I, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, the cricket
2: program. Yes. Yeah, so was that, this the West Australian cricket program or the.?
3: Well, there it, it, it was like, yeah, I guess the only yeah. West Australian cricket program. No, no, no. Yeah. So it was, yeah, like a special kind of course. All right. And, and, Look, yeah. I've
2: always been intrigued by spinners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could you explain what an off spinner is and what you have to do with your hand with the ball?
3: Yeah, sure. Well, it's hard without the visuals, but you basically like you're turning a doorknob. Well, th-
2: this is a radio show. That's what, okay. I'd
3: say, I'd say, that's what I'm explaining as well. Like Turning a doorknob is like twi- uh, spinning the ball. Right. Um, but, yeah, right towards the end, I did manage to uh, bowl a sort of a fancy ball. There's a Sri Lankan spinner. Not I'm, a Google. Google it? Is it Google? Uh, no. It's not a Google. Um, I'm it's trying called? to think of the name of that ball. Yeah. It's not a googly. That's the leg spinner one, yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's one that anyway that goes the other other direction. Right. Um, Muraletharan, I think his name was from Sri Lanka, kind yeah. of invented yeah. I managed to bowl that one, which goes the other way as yeah. well. So, but, so you
2: actually hide the ball in your hand before it, you bowl, do you? Or?
3: It's, it's like it's like you. Is that, that a
0: wrong end? They call it a wrong. Well, in that or? that's
3: the leg spinner. That's the that's other way. Leg spinner. <laughs> but, but this one, you more like squeeze out of your hand and it, right. rather right. sort of turning right. back. It sort of goes the so other is, way. So there's a
2: lot of skullduggery duggery in being a spin bowl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, The person at the other end doesn't know what's going to happen, do they? That's the plan. Yeah. The yeah. plan, but,
3: but but you bowl very slowly, don't you?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So why haven't they got enough time to react to your little nastiness?
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean sometimes they do. I guess mm. depends mm. on your depends mm. on your skill. Yeah, and, yeah.
2: And did you? Did, did you uh, kind of um, get into the junior West Australian team? Or?
3: No, no. So I, I definitely I did that cricket program throughout the whole of high school. But mm. by sort of towards the end of high school, I was really into the ice hockey and mm. even stopped playing like local club cricket. But I did right. I did play Western Australia ice hockey, but right. not, uh, oh, not cricket. That's yeah. interesting. In the, under under eighteen, not under not eighteen. Under, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: So yeah, wouldn't be a big pool, would it, ice hockey. No,
3: no. <laughs> no, it wasn't a huge achievement.
2: No. And that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Hasn't <laughs> <laughs> there, there been some ice hockey players kind of been incorporated into a US or Canadian team recently? Yeah, there is, yeah. There Who's was someone,
3: I, th- I think I'm not, I don't, don't know a lot about the guy, but I, th- I believe he was born in Perth. I think he played a lot elsewhere, like yeah, in Europe and stuff, yeah, but yeah, definitely yeah. an Australian-born yeah. player anyways uh, uh, playing in You
2: notice the producer is leaving because we're concentrating on sports. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is what happens here. <laughs> she, yeah. she just, she's just having a bit of a sleep, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. no,
2: no, no, <laughs> no, she thinks. When are we going go the real stuff? <laughs> yeah. So did you... How about academically at mm-hmm. high school?
3: Yeah, I wasn't very academic in high school. So yeah. I just kind of got by. I I did pretty well at English. Mm-hmm. Um I, I quite enjoyed that, uh writing essays and that kind of thing and writing about music. <laughs> not not the intro song apparently, but mm-hmm. um yeah. Um yeah, English I enjoyed, um, society mm-hmm. and environment I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I think I, I did I even enjoyed things like human biology I quite mm. enjoyed and, and mm. even maths I, I still don't mind. But um yeah, I kind of I, so I didn't dislike it, but I wasn't super invested in academics right, at that right. time. So, yeah. Have
2: you still got any friends from high school?
3: Um no, I don't think I do. No, 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 no I moved on. I mean, because I, I was in Perth and I'm, I'm in Melbourne now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have ever yeah. heard of given... social media, Facebook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I stay off <laughs> that most. You stay <laughs> off that, okay. No, I was just
2: wondering, you know. Yeah. I mean, I went to a 25, 50-year school reunion, high school reunion. Wow. Wow. Well, I got my revenge.
3: <laughs>
2: the girl who spurned me. She wanted me, and I said, sorry, darling. Oh, my goodness. This is so rubbish. <laughs> it is. Rubbish. It is. Well, that's why you go to high school reunions, to get revenge, you know. Have you been to a high school reunion? No, no. Well, no I've keep got it no, in
3: mind. I've a, got no one has got revenge The over bully, you know,
2: the bully, you can get your revenge against the bully, no, the no girl bully, that snubbed no. you, no. you know, <laughs> or the boy that snubbed you. You know, the the person who's came first every year and you only came second or fifth, you know. Yeah. This is it. This is what high school reunions are about, revenge. Yeah, yeah. They're not yeah. about meeting oh people. Oh, my God,
0: we're really getting an insight into Joe's mind right now, Nick, <laughs> I would say.
2: Yeah, don't worry, Nick. Uh, it's, uh, I've had my revenge. I'm now waiting for my 50th anniversary if has a doctor in a few years' time. I'll be going to that one. And i got revenge lined up for a few people, but they may be dead. Uh, now... So, this is not very good. You finish high school, you're playing ice hockey, you're good at that, you're in the West Australian uh, under-18s. What happens to an 18-year-old with no academic record?
3: <laughs> well, I, I did I did well enough. I did well enough to get, yeah, passed it. Well, I'm not sure if it was passed, but yeah, did got my T score and got into university and all that kind of stuff. Ooh. So, I did okay, but... How um, I many
2: universities yeah. were there in... Perfect those days? Just um,
3: the one? No, there was a bunch. A no, bunch. It wasn't that long. <laughs> there, there was like I went to Curtin University, but there was Murdoch, Edith Cowan, UWA. So there was. Yeah, well, does everybody,
2: yeah. every high school student in West Australia, university? You've got so many universities.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not that small of a city. It's what is it? A million people or so? I'm not sure, is but it? it's oh, um, one oh, or two or something. Oh, yeah. Something like on that. One yeah. or two, you've,
2: Maybe. You've really cut your links, haven't you, with West Australia?
3: yeah yeah pretty much yeah yeah I I always um living in living in Perth and visiting Melbourne I felt much more at home in Melbourne so
2: well getting back to your academic career could you tell us what degree you did
3: yeah, so I started off doing a town planning degree. Oh, that's nice. Um, just because, yeah, one of my parents' friend was sort of in town planning mm. and he said mm. quite correctly there was a lot of jobs going. Um, right. I was going to go into um, health promotion, which was the other mm. area I was going to yeah. go because I like human biology yeah. uh, and that kind of thing. So that they were kind of my two options. But mm. I ended up going with town planning because I wasn't particularly uh, – like. Inspired in a particular direction, it was. It just seemed like a, a logical choice in terms of there was a lot of jobs going. Um, when I was mm-hmm. doing the town planning mm-hmm. degree, mm-hmm. I was about the only one who wasn't working as a town planner, planner. in, in my, while I was doing the degree because there dark, was like a real dark, um, dark. even actually just uh, someone I spoke to at the times so they knew someone who hadn't done a town planning degree, drove through a regional town, saw yeah, a job, yeah, and yeah. applied for it, and just was working as a town planner. So it made sense, but I wasn't. I, I did get some things out of the degree here and there, but I wasn't super inspired by it, Uh, then it came to third year, uh, third year out of a four year degree and we could pick any elective uh, most of the town planners just did another town planning thing but I, I was kind of keen to do something completely different so I was looking into like um, yeah sort of human biology type stuff and just yeah just try you're, want to you're social... a
2: bit you're a bit you're a bit old to be looking into human biology by the time you got to university <laughs> weren't you
3: yeah I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed that in high school but yeah like I, I was looking in like the sciences I was looking at social yeah. sciences politics all, all kinds of stuff and so what,
2: what did you decide on
3: I have sociology electives sociology yeah that's good and yeah. I took that and dropped out of town planning and switched over to sociology, and I've been doing that ever since. You realise so.
2: that's, that's the best decision you made in your life. I agree, Because yeah. you remember these... <laughs> no, <laughs> seriously, these floods in New South Wales has mm-hmm. highlighted the a uh, handbrake on development attitude that town planners have, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. they ignore the, uh, the situation, they ignore the landmass, they ignore the past history of the area. Mm-hmm. It's all about development. In West Australia, when Bondi was there and even mm-hmm. after Bond, it was just like that. It was just three for all, and yeah, now we're paying yeah. the price. Yeah. So I congratulate you on unconsciously mm-hmm. <laughs> leaving town planning behind. Yeah, yeah. So did you finish your sociology degree?
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Finish that. Yeah, uh, yeah, did you do? Did you do any honours? Or yeah, yep, yeah, done honours. Yeah, and what was yeah. what, what was the topic for um, honours? My honours thesis was on um, media coverage of Australian politics. So it was kind of looking at the the differences in media coverage from sort of mainstream, more traditional media versus online media in terms of the framing of the election, like who. Was there actually a wider range of voices represented in more um, – yeah, in online media or, or was the same sort of limited framing happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that did, was. And a... What did you find?
2: What was your findings?
3: Um, yeah, that generally – at least the online sites I focused on did do a better job at sort of bringing in more critical perspectives than the mainstream media, mm. which generally – just sort of covered it more as like a a two horse race and kind of betting yeah, odds and yeah, that kind yeah, of thing yeah, and like the uh, last election yeah yeah, yeah whereas the um, yeah definitely the, the the websites I was looking at anyway had perspectives encouraging excuse people excuse me excuse me
2: yeah websites didn't you go and talk to people for your thesis
3: no no it was uh, it was content analysis that's content analysis yes yes that's another if you don't want to talk to people that's uh yeah phd i did talk to people but Ah, ah, on was sorry dr nick yeah yeah (laughs) dr nicholas or dr
2: kim nicholas yeah yeah pender pendergrast yeah pendergrast (laughs) Yeah. yeah dr kim nicholas pendergrast you did a phd
3: in what uh, that was, you know, well, they're both within sociology, but mm-hmm. that was looking into animal activism, which is what I do the Freedom of Species show here on. But it was, yeah, sort of... Um,
2: well, hang on. You got a PhD in looking at animal activism. Yeah. And this was in West Australia. Yeah. Yeah. So what what drew you into that line of thinking?
3: Well, just from activism I was doing at the time. So what yeah. were you doing in West Australia then? Um, I was with a group called Animal Rights Advocates, but I was yeah heavily involved in animal activism at mm. the time. Um, actually, when I started my thesis, I was going to be looking at television organisations, but then, mm. yeah, I was sort of so involved in that, it kind of made sense to try and bring it in. I also uh, read a book called Making a Killing, the Political Economy of Animal Rights, and it was by a sociologist all about animal issues, and mm. so I hadn't mm. sort of thought of bringing those two worlds together, but then I, yeah, ended mm. up swapping over.
2: What do you think in your background drew you towards animal activism?
3: Yeah, I I think it was um, just like a general concern for social justice. So around, yeah, I grew up, I'd say socially liberal, but pretty politically apathetic. Um, so yeah, sort of always, you know, thought racism was a bad thing and that sort of very sort of, um, shallow understanding of anti-racism. Um, but yeah, just was not really politically engaged at all. Um, but then around about, uh, yeah, sort of 18 or so, um, started listening to sort of punk music, which I believe Kelly's moving with as well, but yeah, political punk bands and just kind of thinking more about the world than I ever had before, um, Around that time, there was the Iraq War as well. So I went along to my first protest against the Iraq War. Uh, and yeah, it was very much connected to the music as well. Like there was a Rock Against Bush album there, which had was music from a lot of the political punk bands I liked. Um, so it was just a matter of getting more politically engaged in yeah, general. There's, there's
2: always been, and I don't think people realise this, there's always been an underground music scene in Perth, mm-hmm. even pre-punk. Yeah, uh, I was there in the seventies, and there yeah. were all these little venues all over the place.
3: Most of them, you know, illegal. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, would, I guess for myself, it was like I definitely did get into a few local bands in Perth, mm. but it was, it was more like international bands, and they, right. it wasn't necessarily local bands. But um, yeah, definitely getting more more into. I definitely did get into some local mm. bands, but mm. it was often more like American bands and Canadian bands and that kind of thing mm. that I really got into. Yeah, mm. I assume yeah. by
2: ne- by now you'd left the. Home, the nest, the comfortable nest?
3: Yeah, 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 about 17, yeah. yeah. You left at 17? Yeah. Why yeah.
2: 17?
3: It's um, relatively well, young. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I had a partner at the time and and we were pretty serious and just, yeah, we moved out together at yeah, 17, yeah. yeah. It's
2: funny about West Australians. They do get involved very young, <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> That's been my experience. <laughs> I remember one day we kind of woke up, but this was in, I think, 71, 72, and there were all these West Australians on our veranda. You know all these young couples that have turned up. Well, oh, that's another story. Well, no, seriously.
3: What? Why were they on your veranda?
2: Well, obviously we knew them. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and okay. In up. Melbourne, you mean? In yeah, Melbourne. yeah. Yeah, they. they oh, like they're travellers. They're travellers. Okay, okay. They're they're Couples. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what yeah. he's trying yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: There they were. They were kind of doing things on the veranda in the morning, oh. sleeping. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. But uh, I, I was, yeah, young, very young. Couples, you know, 16, Mm. 17, 18, Mm -hmm. and really serious about the relationship. Mm -hmm. I won't ask you how long it lasted, Doctor. But, (laughs) all right, so when did you cut your ties with West Australia?
3: Um, That was about, I believe, the end of 2015, somewhere around there. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, that's,
2: that's relatively recent. It is. Yeah, yeah. So, what yeah. you spent what thirty two years or
3: thirty years in West Australia? Yeah, yeah, that's where I was. Yeah, yeah, definitely was visiting Melbourne more and more. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Definitely.
2: And what? Can you tell us why you were visiting Melbourne? It wasn't a love affair, was it?
3: No, no, no. <laughs> that was with with a different partner, but the, the partner I'm with now. But right. we, we'd often come here. But. Um, Yeah, we we just love coming here, Um, just as you touched on, a lot more happening, Um, we're quite into comedy, sometimes like Melbourne Comedy Festival and all that kind of stuff. Um, You're in the right
2: place if you're into comedy, we can slice you up and you can slice me up. (laughs) (laughs) We can do the old-fashioned comedy, (laughs) cruel
3: (laughs) comedy, you know, pre-snag comedy. Okay, yeah. Uh, You're into comedy, are you? Yeah, yeah, I mean not doing it, but listening to it, yeah.
2: (laughs) Why do you like listening to comedy?
3: Why? Because it's funny. <laughs> well, well, no, nothing's
2: funny about some old fart or same young person kind of spilling their guts out on the stage, is there?
3: I, I mean, it depends who they are. I think, like, I mean, I guess it's like saying, do you like movies? Like, there's a lot of comedians I don't like, but there's mm. some that I do. Yeah. I mean, I think we're like when we first got into comedy in terms of like, the local comedy scene, we just mm. go to like a comedy club and yep. that could be very hit and miss. But I mm. think if you, mm. if you see a comedian who you really like, then uh, that's good.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Is, a, is a local comedy club a little bit like a. Partner swapping club is it? You just go there for a bit of fun.
0: <laughs> I You're guess. not understanding this at all. I am. Why are you so flabbergasted about comedy?
2: Because uh, I think most comedians in Melbourne are shit. But that's my opinion. How can opinion. you even say that? Uh, I know a lot of them. I can tell you, uh, there, oh, there is no real, right, there is no right. political comedy in Melbourne. It's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Relationships.
3: I mean, there, there interactions. Was, okay. There was um, political asylum that's no longer going, but that's that right. that was really good. I, yeah. I used to enjoy going to that, but unfortunately, yeah. that hasn't been going the last several years, even yeah. Yeah. pre pre pandemic. So You're still
2: going to comedies, festivals, and things. Yeah, sometimes. Like yeah. so so I'm so not a huge well, fan. Tell, like no, 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 no. no, no. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not putting you down for it. I'm just having a bit of fun with it. But uh, what's the general vibe? You know, of comedy in Melbourne these days.
3: <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I guess, like, the the comedians who I would be more likely to see probably would be more political often. Um, mm. But, I mean, I don't think that's the vibe. That's more my vibe, I guess. So, yeah, yeah I, I definitely... Um, yeah, I mean, not necessarily explicitly all of them, but, um, yeah, I don't know. There, there's so many different things, but... Yeah, I think I, I definitely like um, Amar Rahman and Nazim Hussain are definitely yeah. a couple I like uh, from Melbourne. Right. Um, yeah, they're definitely comedians mm. I've seen. For example, obviously have that political vibe mm. with their comedy. Yeah, mm. Mm. yeah. Is it, is it kind of scripted or spontaneous? It, it depends on the comedian. So, yeah, definitely Nazeem Hussain is very much a scripted comedian because sometimes we'd see his live show uh, and then we'd also, as part of the festival, see Political Asylum where he'd do five minutes of material or something right. like that, which would be a short snippet, and sure. it would be like, you Let's, know, word for word, word. same emphasis. like right, yeah. yeah. and that's that's, that's, what, what that's
2: what I call mirror comedy. You go look in the mirror while you're doing
3: it. But then we've also seen Ross Noble quite a few Mm. times as well, Mm. and and he's Mm. very much totally unscripted. So each show is completely different. He might have maybe, you know, five bits that he might do at every show, but within that there's heaps of, like, each show is quite unique. So, Mm. yeah, there's sort of a a range, yeah.
2: Yeah. So so why did you you and your partner decide to come to Melbourne in in 2015? I mean, Mm. by then you were both, what, late 20s, 30s, you know, you're kind of established, you've got work commitments and family and so it's a big move.
3: Yeah, there was lots of things. So yeah, I had just finished my thesis and she just finished her law degree. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, she's interested in um, community law more than corporate law and that kind of thing. And there's very little of that in, in Perth. Um, yeah, if you want to be a corporate lawyer, there's quite a bit, but any sort of sort of uh, community law, social justice, sort of oriented law, What's there's What's wrong
2: that. with your partner? I mean, Why doesn't you want to make a buck, you know, become a corporate lawyer and wear shoulder pads, and, you know, and strut around and wigs and things? What's wrong with her? I mean, she sounds like a decent human being. I don't know how come you two got involved. She sounds like a very nice, gentle, moral human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. so it was partly that um, um, work um and yeah i guess just we I, I think we just feel more at home in melbourne um feels much more progressive city uh much more vegan restaurants which is good for us just all that kind of, it's much more forward thinking than perth so you're a vegan yeah, yeah. how long have you been a vegan for um oh, about 16 years or so i guess yeah so obviously at your age it's not health it's ethical definitely yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah
2: yeah and do you yeah. think it makes a difference
3: Yeah, I mean, I think any kind of uh, consumer change is is somewhat limited and I've actually been doing some kind of research in those lines of thinking about more sort of structurally, systematically transitioning to a plant-based food system, more mm. at the sort of structural level. So that's kind of where my current research and thinking is. But, um, yeah, I, I think it is a limited a, a limited challenge, but I think it's definitely one worth making, I mm. guess, the same as any, any other form of oppression. Like one individual trying to do the best they can isn't going to end it, but it's still the best thing to do. So, yeah, it is, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So. When you say you're a vegan, in, in terms of clothes, everything. Yeah, yeah. So. so just explain to our listeners, our
3: omnivores and carnivores, mm-hmm.
2: what is a vegan
3: lifestyle? Okay, yeah, I guess it's just as, as much as possible, trying to avoid any uh, products or instances uh, of... Uh, animals being exploited whether that's for food or in a circus or yeah clothing or anything else so yeah as much as that is possible there's obviously animal products are everywhere in the footpaths and everything so it's like some some things are not possible to avoid but where possible if i'm buying um a soap that isn't tested on animals or yeah doesn't have animal ingredients i'm going to buy that soap over the one that that mm. doesn't have animal experimentation for example yeah mm, so yeah
2: so it's one thing being an animal activist, mm-hmm. but um, how, how are you making a
3: buck these days? Um, teaching, teaching sociology.
2: Teaching sociology
3: yeah, at yeah. your tender age. <laughs> I'm not that tender, but yeah. 37. Yeah. Should I call yeah. you a professor? Uh, I haven't achieved that title. So yeah. Now, I
2: met somebody on the weekend and I was, I was too intimidated to ask... Who was a provost? P r o v o s t at the yeah. university. You know what
3: that is? I, it's well above my pay grade. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> I, I, I've heard of them, but I don't <laughs> yeah. know exactly what, what it means. But yeah, something well, I was impressed. You some, know. Someone near the top, I'd say. Is it, yeah, 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 a long maybe. way from where
0: I. Are they going yeah. around calling themselves that, Joe?
3: Well,
2: on their uh, on their um, cards, the provost. I won't say what university. And I thought, mm. I've known a lot of professors. But
0: provost, I've, and then their name.
2: Yes, that's before professor. Wow. Um, Provost at such a university and then professor. Okay. So I thought having an academic here I could. Yeah, no. No, well, you're not much of an academic then, are you? (laughs) So so are you one of these horribly exploited uh, junior academics who's on, um, you know, hasn't got any uh, tenure and gets paid by the hour?
3: Um, I have been up until the last two years, so I'm currently coming to the end of a two-year periodic position.
2: Periodic. Periodic,
3: so two-year position, but up until that point from when I started teaching when I was about 24, I think, I've been casual for those, whatever it was, 11 Mm. years or something Mm. like that. So the first time not casual for the last couple of years, yeah. Yeah. So the bank
2: wasn't interested in you, were you, as a casual?
3: Not as a casual, no, no. no, But but now they're taking
2: an interest in you?
3: Yeah, 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 (laughs) Yeah. definitely, um, yeah, it was quite fortunate, yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely, yeah. yeah. Does
2: tenure still exist in the universities for uh, younger academics?
3: It does, yeah, yeah, they're very hard to come by, Mm -hmm. um, particularly... yeah, I, I, I think if you want to go regional and that kind of thing, I would. I haven't tried it, but I would imagine it would be easier. But well, particularly... you were born in Kalgoorlie. Yeah, exactly. Return to my roots, yeah, yeah, teach at Kalgoorlie. Yeah, yeah, if they have a university, yeah, I'm not sure oh, Well, no, about, yeah. You could teach at Shepparton or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah.
2: Because there are universities everywhere I've noticed. Like you said, they're growing like mushrooms. Yeah. They're yeah. everywhere. Ah, oh, the good old days when they only had a sandstone university <laughs> in every capital city, and now there's all these pop-up, private enterprise things. If you go into the city, you'll see Curtin University, Adelaide University, West,
3: you know, it just goes on and on. Yeah.
2: Queensland University, Ballarat University.
3: Yeah. It doesn't make much difference now you can do things So what do you teach?
2: I know sociology, that's that's broad. What
3: does that mean? What do you actually teach? Um, Well, this semester I'll be teaching a unit called Understanding Society, which is basically an introduction to sociology, um, looking at... um, yeah youth and globalization lots of other issues but probably the issue the what i've taught the most on is probably just inequalities which is just so broad but it can be mm. any kind of inequalities race gender class disability do You get paid for doing this. Yeah yeah. Oh, I can't believe it. it. It is nice because it's quite similar to what i do in my own time as exactly. well so Yeah, yeah I mean, that's what i'm
2: saying. Yeah. You've got you've got the dream job it's yeah. like having a hobby you know it's like being a a collect you know kind of model railways and working in the railways yeah. so you are you're involved in uh the struggle for equality and you're working and you're getting paid to teaching people about it.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm just too, I'm so jealous. How about you, Kelly? Are you jealous?
0: I'm pretty jealous. Yeah, I
2: can't believe it.
0: But I really, um, I really get a sense of um, Nick's passion for this area, you know, and you must be a great teacher, I would say. Don't say something critical or negative. (laughs) I would
2: would never say anything critical or negative about Nicholas, you maybe, but not Nicholas. <laughs> you know, he's a guest, and we got to, and he's, and he's, he was born in Kalgoorlie, so we have, we have to, you know, to R- make a allowances. Rural person, you yeah, gotta, yeah, we have to yeah, make allowances. Yeah. We can't be too cruel because you, yeah. you just got to know the boundaries. It's not like oh, this is a comedy festival.
3: <laughs> um, so, what are you doing
2: outside work?
3: What, um, well, I, I guess I do stuff here at 3CR, so I do quite a bit of the, the media stuff. Um, so yeah, I host a show here on 3CR, Freedom yeah. of Species, yeah.
2: Well, what, what's all that about? Freedom that, of Species? I thought it was Freedom of Speech. It's species, it's yeah, not speech, yeah, it, 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 right? it was,
3: yeah, it's obviously a player that. I didn't come up with the terms <laughs> before I was there, but uh, yeah, it's an animal advocacy show um, mm-hmm. that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what does that mean, Animal Advocacy? Um, I'm trying to think of how to say it without saying advocating for animals but I guess like we cover animal rights issues so that could be um, it could be animal rights campaigns or yeah, mm. yeah well, no, I guess that's mm. the most common just, just speaking to activists about um, mm. different campaigns they're doing or we might be analysing like, news and current events from an uh, animal rights perspective uh, one show I've got coming up I want to do is kind of around like anima- analysing um, pop culture through an animal rights lens, um, looking at vampire shows and movies as well. So, yeah, it can be any number of things. But, what? Yeah. Vampires. Vampires, yeah. You you want to look at vampires. (laughs) Yeah. You think they exist, don't you? (laughs) Uh, I I think the jury's still out. No, I I think just sometimes the analogies they're talking about, the vampires feeding on humans, I think uh, some Mm. kind of interesting analogies for veganism, particularly uh, Mm. a show Mm. True Blood. I don't know. Yeah, so there's basically they uh, manufacture this synthetic blood Mm. and so the vampires can thrive on synthetic blood without hunting humans. Oh, that's Uh, no fun. Well, Exactly. That's what up to say. So it's a little bit like the distinctions. It's like being a vegan, isn't it? That's exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly. exactly so it's like I guess the vegans are like the ones, uh, yeah, getting by on the synthetic, uh, yeah. <laughs> synthetic blood. Yeah. So
2: yeah. Getting back to veganism, I'm interested. Sure. Is honey no. in or out? Out. <laughs> out. Yeah. Mm. So no honey. No. No animal products. Yeah. Of any type. No yeah. fish. No? <laughs> no. That's a. Was it? What do they call it? Pescatorians, whatever they call called. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, it was interesting. I was looking at the last census results, and 16% of Australians claim they're vegetarian. Not vegan, but vegetarian. Yeah,
3: well, that is quite high. Mm. Have you had yeah. any
2: health issues? Because a lot of people say, oh, vegans, mm-hmm. they're all anemic, you know, they're all boring. Mm-hmm. But um, you've been a vegan for 16 years. Any particular health issues? No, no, I, I think? can't think of...
3: No, I've never... No, no. Yeah. no.
2: People forget that maybe about... Seventy percent of the world's population is vegan.
3: Yeah, yeah, or at least for most of the time, at the yeah. least. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah just out of necessity. Yeah, necessity. Yeah. It's not yeah. as
2: if it's, it's not as if it's something new as far as human existence is no. concerned. No. Well, as a male, you'd be kind of ahead of female in terms of blood loss and yeah. issues there, mm-hmm. which can be an issue with uh, young women and veganism. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. You've made an ethical choice. So.
3: What else do you do apart from the radio program? Um, I also I do a podcast as well. Actually, I interviewed you for the podcast a while ago um, on the steps of Parliament House. Um, mm-hmm. We did. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I do yeah, the radio show and the, the podcast. Um, definitely it's still lots of sport. So, yeah, still um, yeah, ice hockey. And now it's – yeah, I don't do cricket and football anymore, but ice hockey, tennis, squash. is. So, so yeah. what,
2: you go down to the rink down at um, South Bank? Yeah, nice, that's like one it. of the places. Yeah, yeah. there's also um, reservoir. Oakley. Yeah, and Oakley. And, yeah, 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 yeah. They're the yeah. three main places. So you actually still play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an expensive business, isn't
3: it? It is. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah. Any
2: yeah. major injuries? You
3: in know? No, I've never. No, no, never. No.
2: Nobody whacked you across the head with a stick because you've been such a pest. <laughs> I, I
3: have definitely got hit with a head in the <laughs> in the hit in the head with a stick, but all yeah, right. helmets cover that. So all right, yeah. So. yeah.
2: Apart from sport Mm -hmm. and the media presence, any Mm. other activism as far as um, animal justice is concerned? Are you a member of the Animal Justice Party? I'm not.
3: No, I'm not Mm -hmm. a member of any political party. But, um, yeah, definitely, I, I guess in terms of the activism... I was heavily involved in Perth um, and probably (laughs) a little bit burnt out just from being heavily involved in activism but also writing a PhD and also doing lots of media projects and that kind of thing. So since I've moved to Melbourne and kind of stepped away from the organisation I was involved in, I definitely still go along to things, whether it is animal rights or Indigenous rights or refugee rights or whatever, but I've moved more from a participant uh, more than an organiser, I guess, more someone who will go along to things. Um, Yeah, just kind of step back. Hopefully, you're not a paid
2: organiser.
3: Back in Perth, you mean? No, here... I'm not a paid... No, I no, you're a volunteer. I'm a volunteer, yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm not... I can't, I can't I'm not stand an org-
2: paid Organiser.
3: No, I'm not an organiser here at all. No, but, I'm not here. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right, right. But, um, yeah, definitely mm. it was all volunteer, everything I've done. Ent- yeah, Interesting
2: about these draconian new laws that have been introduced in New South Wales. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they've gone through Parliament in Victoria, but they're about to, mm-hmm. uh, regarding uh, to deal with protests, not just animal activism, which... Mm. It was designed to because we've got...
0: Environmental activism, wasn't it? Environmental activism, Mm, yeah. mm.
2: The fact is that uh, Blockade Australia has been the first recipients of these new laws in uh, New South Wales. Yeah, yeah. I remember there were 20 people meeting in a park in central Sydney. 100 police turn up and three helicopters. People get arrested. Yep. Uh, There's these extraordinary powers that now are in place that would ensure that... An activist like you in West Australia would never become a doctor because you'd be in jail.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's mm-hmm. very, very, uh, very concerning. And yeah, there's been um, a lot of uh, a lot of those discussions going on in the US. There's a journalist called Will Potter, and and he's um, sort of come up from that that sort of scene of animal riots and environments and hardcore music and kind of similar similar scenes to me but he's written a book called Green is the New Red and it's about the eco scare in the United States and how um, the animal liberation and earth liberation fronts which is basically sort of radical animal and um, environmental activism um, I'm not sure if currently but at least at one point they were considered the number one terrorist were, threat yeah, it, domestic right. terrorist yeah. threat in before, the United before States before Islamic terrorism yeah, yeah. and um, yeah he He's sort of um, – he's spoken in Australia too, but there's like some of the same kind of similar language creeping into to Australia. Yeah.
2: Um, what people forget is it's not just – when legislation is passed, it applies to everybody, all mm. activism. Mm-hmm. And I think people in Victoria will soon understand what it means. I mean, this is the first time we've seen these laws applied in New South Wales and um, – They're very draconian, very draconian, not just in terms of jail time, but in terms of people being legally harassed, meetings broken up. These are meetings, peaceful meetings Mm. in a park, you know. Yeah. The whole force of the state comes on people. So are you a daddy? No, 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 no. no, is, this, no. Is, this, is this an ethical choice? or
3: It is partly, like a number of different factors, but, um, yeah, we're pretty happy just adopting dogs, rescuing dogs, yeah. Oh, <laughs> We've got risk- a couple of dogs, yeah. You've got a
2: couple of dogs? Yeah, yeah. Mm, poor dogs. How, how do you deal cutting up their meat? Or uh, are they vegan they're dogs? They're both vegan dogs, yeah. They're vegan dogs. Yeah, yeah. Mm, how do they cope?
3: Yeah, very well. Um, yeah, it might have been more difficult in the past, but, yeah, now there are a few like complete foods, so it has mm-hmm. everything they need in the pellets. so they just eat that and, yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes just some other things, tempeh and stuff just mixed in there just for a bit of like something different. But um, What do yeah. you think
2: will happen if they start revolting and they start <laughs> they see a chicken on the road and chase it or a rat <laughs> or a mouse? What are you going to do? Are you going to discipline them?
3: Well, I mean, I, I would try and stop them from harming another have- animal. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Even a starling? Uh, what sorry? Oh, starling, little sparrow. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, they don't need Indian to. Indian so. minor bird, yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Uh, no. Does this come under animal cruelty? Vegan dogs?
3: Uh, I don't think so. As long yeah, as they, so. as long as right. they are healthy and they're and getting all the food. you throw food. sticks and they
2: run and catch them and bring them back and all those things that dogs do?
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean they're not. Particularly they're no, they're no sticks, different to any dog. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't pick them, seeing them as yeah, yeah. as vegan dogs. But, so uh, so
2: this food. Um, I mean, I've got a cat that's basically a vegan cat because it's got a kidney problem and I've got to buy this special food for it, all right? Yeah. So so what, you buy this from pet stores or...?
3: or Yeah, it's available. um, Yeah, generally... Um, I'm trying to think not so much as like the, there's a vegan grocery store right. but I didn't just buy it online directly from them but actually yep. you mentioned the, the cat with the issues there is actually now just a, just a very normal looking sort of roll of dog food which mm. is vegan by default and I think it is for, for dogs in that situation, situation who can't eat it because yeah. of whatever yeah, reason but yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I go to the, just the local pet shop and there's right. there's some vegan So were these dogs
2: um, normal carnivals before you rescued them? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. how hard was it to change their diet?
3: Uh, very. no, they they took to it right away. Yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Dogs just like food. Yeah, dogs are very easy. <laughs> they just yeah. like Tucker.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well,
2: Isn't it.
0: that true? Isn't that? No, true? I don't think.
3: I don't think a Kalgoorlie street dog just likes Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't think.
0: i it, I it does. Yeah,
3: oh. I think if they if they saw some like yeah food to vegan food to scavenge on the mm. street, they'd be eating that mm. too along with the animal mm. stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: So Dr. Nicholas or Kim Nicholas. What are your plans for the future?
3: Uh, I I don't think too much about the future. but um, You don't think yeah, about it at all? Not much, no. no. So what, you live from day to day? I try, I try. I mean, I don't really try to. I just do by default. But, yeah, I don't think, yeah, because I definitely have that kind of stuff comes up in uh, in career stuff, obviously, with mm. you know, mm. teaching, stuff like that. But, obviously, I would like to have a more permanent position, but that's pretty mm. systematic within the university industry um but yeah i try not to think too much about being a provost or whatever you mentioned before uh, but more just like yeah i guess just like enjoying what enjoying what i'm doing and then eventually that will add up to an enjoyable career at some point i guess Mm. in time but Mm. um yeah i try not to think too much about moving up there
2: and do do you have the obligatory red eye trip back to perth
3: for a family occasions um yeah i occasionally my parents have come here quite a bit as well since i've been here but mm. um obviously covid we we did have a trip planned and it got cancelled but um yeah my parents will be here pretty soon but um yeah i have been there back there at least once since i've been here yeah, yeah and, yeah.
2: When, and what, do, what do your brother and sister think of this lifestyle you've embarked on
3: uh which aspect the vegan or the other things well, or well,
2: the activism, and activism. The not not the academic
3: that everybody does that yeah yeah yes. yeah
2: we uh, had, well last week we had somebody in here and they were Four members of his family were doctors, you know, PhDs. Yeah, yeah, it's no yeah. big deal, you know, as far as they were concerned.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my my brother is now vegan as well, Um, and my sister is not vegan or vegetarian, but eats mostly vegan anyway. Just because she's quite in, she's gluten free and she's quite into health and stuff, so she has a lot of sort of smoothies and. So she she just by default eats. So yeah, it's not that we. My parents are vegetarians now. No, no, no. no. I'm I'm just
2: saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. So they're quite happy with the
3: direction you've taken in life. Yeah, yeah. But they've sort of followed in that direction Mm. as well. Mm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. This
2: not having grandkids. That's always an issue with parents, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Don't know if they're going to get any. To be honest, <laughs> I don't think any of any of us are interested. So yeah, uh, fair yeah. enough.
2: <laughs> How do you see the future in terms of um, animal rights?
3: Yeah, I think like, like I like, like I mentioned before, I think probably the biggest shift I am kind of seeing and kind of have I've gone in my direction is a shift away from individual veganism. Not that that isn't important, if that makes sense. I, I still think individual vegan is important, um, but I think we can learn a lot from other social movements in terms of like the environmental movement, for example, in terms of having that more structural approach um, of um, thinking about how can we talk about animals without purely relying on individual change. Um, and so, yeah, I've sort of done some, some work in thinking about their in terms of the exact demands the environmental advocates are making, we could actually make pretty similar demands around animal agriculture. So just as the environmental movement is talking about no new coal mines, for example, we could talk about no new animal agriculture, that kind of thing. So sort of tac- sort of going the other way around rather than purely relying on consumer-based changes. And so there definitely is shifts that I'm seeing within that direction of thinking more about industries and, and government policies and, and those kind of broad Changes.
0: It's pretty late, isn't it? In the in the day for for um, vegans to be t- thinking about and talking about these kind of changes.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it is. Um yeah, there has sort of been uh, a, and again, not to say that it can't be part of it, but perhaps an overemphasis on that individual veganism. And, mm. yeah, but there definitely are um, groups. There's a group called Animal Rebellion who are quite active, particularly in the UK, and we've covered them a lot in our show. Um, but, yeah, they're very much focused on that um, sort of in working with Extinction Rebellion but making kind of similar demands at, at the structural level but bringing in mm. animal agriculture, which is also a big uh, a controversy. Contributed to climate change well, I, think, yeah. I think cost factors will
2: be the major thing obviously um with uh, meat products escalating in price yeah uh that has a huge impact on the way people look at things Definitely. And, 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 yeah. they, and they can find they don't need meat yeah you know they don't need it um and any plans for the show are you going to spice it up make it a bit more interesting for what this show right now? No, 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 no! Don't take your clothes off. <laughs> well, that's been done before. I'm talking about uh, the show you do here
3: at 3CR. Oh, to make it more interesting. Um, yeah, I'm,
2: you know, I'm just throwing it into them. I'm sure it's an interesting program, but I mean, have you got any plans to spice it up? And you know, you're going to serve some free food, vegan food, for the next radiothon next year? You know, well,
3: radiothons. The last couple of years, we've done trivia shows, which has been fun. So yeah. trivia about animals and animal rights issues. Have you issues. got, you got so
2: one coming up or have you done it already? We
3: just did it, but we, we're planning to do another, another trivia show outside of Radiothon as well. So right. the last two radiothons, radio show, Radiothon shows we've done trivia, which has been yeah. fun. Um, but Online,
0: we're... obviously, because of COVID.
3: Um, no, both of those have been in person because they've mm. both been in time. So 2022 and the end of 2020 or mid-21, we were back in the studio. And, yeah, same with mid-2022. So, yep. Yep. yeah. Yep. yeah. So the trivia shows are fun anyway. that's a bit different. Yeah. and We play animal sounds yeah, and stuff she, like she's that. She's not putting up her fingers. <laughs> she's just giving us the time. It's yeah. all right. You've been yeah. in radio. You know that. I mean, you thought <laughs> Kelly was giving us the finger, <laughs> finger
2: sign. <laughs> Kelly, that wasn't very pleasant, doing that to Nick. He's, he's a very pleasant human being. He's a doctor of science. Sociology. He teaches. He's an activist. He's understood that it's not just about a personal choice; that it's a political and cultural struggle that he's involved in. And he runs a show here at Three CR. You may run into him in the corridor. And
0: Joe's recently become vegan himself.
2: No, I haven't become vegan. Not
0: by choice. No,
2: no, I haven't become vegan. What I've become close to, close to. Yeah, look, you you know, as you get older, your, your teeth fall out, and you're kind of stuck with porridge. (laughs) And spinach, you know, it's a good combination. (laughs) Now, I think um, you and your partner are going to make a big contribution to this world. Um, I hope you don't get sucked up by the academic machine because that happens to a lot of people. Because the life is easy once you get on the gravy train. it's difficult to uh, continue to become an activist and come in here and do a volunteer program. Mm. I think people don't understand is people come here because they're interested in the topic. You run the show, there's a lot of research behind it. It's not like this show where I just chat to you. I mean you do a lot of research, a lot of work and uh, I'd like to congratulate you for being part of the 3CR and I'm not going to say family because families can be dysfunctional but part of the (laughs) 3CR community. So um, I wish you and, you, and what's your partner's name? Katie. Right. Kim?
0: Hi, Katie. Oh, <laughs> if you're listening
2: she's not going to be live
0: listening. or to the podcast. Yeah,
2: See. So, so if you're old, I say to you, you can you, know, you can use the podcast for your funeral, but you're going to live another 40 or 50 years, especially if you're a healthy lifestyle. you get to 100, you'll make Queen Lizzie jealous. So I reckon, I reckon you keep doing what you're doing, and maybe just maybe we will escape the fate of the dinosaurs with people like you and Katie around. So thank you very much, Dr. Kim Nicholas Pender. (laughs)
3: <laughs> pretty close but yeah
2: th- thanks very much yeah grass you
0: did stuff it up in the air yeah,
2: <laughs>
3: grass yeah, pender grass so look that.
2: you got a website or something that people can go to
3: um, yeah sure. yeah sure so freedom of Species is just 3cr.org.au forward/ freedom of species and me and my partner Katie also do a podcast which uh, both Joe and Kelly have been on as well uh, and that is just progressive progressivepodcastaustralia
2: Progressive podcast Australia that is brilliant. Thank
3: you, Nicholas Thank you, Joe and Kelly